You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. fans i'm not a doctor but i am a physiotherapist and this is episode 41 of the always moto podcast i'm your host david hogan as always i'll be joined later in this show by the always moto contractor benny welcome to the always moto podcast we're in the depths of the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick because that's what physios do according to the few people i've spoken to lately as always on the show we'll be going through things all things injury and moto um, because injuries are a part of moto, unfortunately, and that's our hashtag. This week on the show, we'll be talking Super Motocross opener at Anaheim 1, Always Moto Fantasy League, the Super Motocross Emergency Department update with some A1 injury history that we'll go through. Um, we catch up with Julian Bennick of Team PRMX and chat about his pre-season training and his past injuries. But bringing us the show today is Polar Australia. Polar Australia and their incredible range of activity tracking and heart rate monitors. From the H10 chest strap and their top-of-the-line GPS multi-sport watch, the Polar Grit X Pro that I have right here on my wrist. And we're getting very close to having this release uh, of the um, Always Moto inspection that we're going to have on this product here very soon on Full Noise. So be sure to check that out. But those Polar Australia products are top-notch. You should get yourself one. Thanks also to Slantboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place with them. Slantboard Guy has offered 10% discount for Always Moto podcast listeners. So if you want to get your squats on point in the gym, improve your strength, your standing technique on your bike with stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout. Check the link in the show notes um, to in, or in our bio on Instagram for your way to get to their shop and purchase that product. Bit of an update there as well um, for December and January. December obviously is gone now. We're into January, people. It's 2023. The Slamboard guy is offering a 15% discount. So no better time than now to get over there and purchase a slant board from Slantboard Guy. As always on this show, we still need your direct support as well to keep this show going. We have our merch available to help support the show. We have our Always Moto t-shirts available. Now, I did a little preview of my of this shirt on my Instagram story today, so check that out. Uh, you'll see that shirt there, very good-looking shirt. 
I might not wear it as well as I should, but I, it's a very good looking shirt. The shirts are 25 bucks plus postage and handling, and that's Australian dollars. We have international drop ships set up, so for our US listeners, please get in touch. We can get that shirt to you quick and easy. Um, and they are black T-shirts with the Always Moto logo front and center. But like I said, check out the Instagram story to see that shirt design in action on this rig that is here at the moment, still recovering post-surgery. Show us your support for the podcast and get that T-shirt and rock it at the races. Email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com, put T-shirt order in the subject line and send the size you want and we'll be in touch regarding payment via PayPal. Speaking of PayPal, if you want to support the show, send us a donation via the Always Moto PayPal account. Drop a message or a question in the notes and we'll read it out on the show. But that's enough talk for this intro. Let's jump into the show. Super Motocross Talk, A1 is this weekend. It's only a few days away. I can't wait. I've been waiting for it now for a couple of weeks. Since, well, since what? Since the end of World Supercross there, which was actually November, wasn't it? End of November or something thereabouts. So it's been a few few weeks. Uh, we had we obviously still had the Australian Supercross, which kept us going there for a little bit into December, but it's been a quiet couple of weeks now. We're looking forward to the Super Motocross Series kicking off here at Anaheim 1. I won't be there, unfortunately. I'm still post-surgery. I'm still on crutches. Had those plates and screws pulled out of my hip, and they were significantly bigger than I thought they would be, actually. (laughs) Bit of a funny story there. I got the big rod out of my – well, not a big rod, but it's a big uh, bolt that goes in or screw. I keep saying the wrong words here, but the big screw-type thing with a retaining plate that went into the neck of my femur. Uh, and it was quite bigger than I thought it was. It was actually nearly 12 to 15 mil in diameter at the at its fi- biggest point. And that was inside the, the neck of the femur. So it was quite a big hole that came out. Uh, as I said to my physio friend who's been looking after me and helping me with the stuff that I can't do to myself as a physio, uh, I said that the surgeon filled my hole, which was quite funny because he did fill it, but he filled it with a synthetic bone graft. So it wasn't quite how, how we were putting it. But uh, you get the induendo if you, if you understand that meaning. <laughs> So, yeah, so look, we're still recovering. We won't be at Anaheim 1, but I have been at Anaheim 1 in the past. Back in 2010, I was able to be there um, and see Ryan Dungey and James Stewart go head-to-head in Dungey's rookie race um, for for the 450 class there, which was pretty cool. James Stewart ran him down in the end, but the, the Anaheim 1 pits is like, almost nothing else that you've seen the only better one that i could describe was when i was in vegas um, for one of the finales in 2008 the pits there were insane they were massive now anaheim isn't quite a massive pit but there is a lot going on in that anaheim one pit all the teams are there everything's new and shiny there's lots of industry people there with their products on display um you know, there's a big monster set up in their pit party that they have. They have usually have a big floor with a DJ set up and an upstairs area and you can get your free cans of monster. It's a really cool event to be at. Uh, disappointed I couldn't be there this year because of this injury. But uh, we'll be at some things later in the year, which we'll, we'll allude to later in further episodes as we get closer to being fit and healthy. We'll talk about that later on. But we've got a plan to be in, in the US later in the year and we'll let that one out of the bag later on. But Anaheim won. Everybody's fit. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody can't wait. And it's been an interesting lead up this week. Obviously, all the rain that you would have seen if you've been following all the pit guys' social media over there, they've been struggling to find a dry piece of ground to do some practice laps on this week in California. A few of them have been trying to go to that Hemet SX track, and that's been wet, and I don't think anybody did too many laps around there. 
They've all seemed to migrated out to Carson Mumford's place, which is the old Alessi facility out in the high des there, because the des obviously doesn't rain too much. And they seem to have got a few laps in today, I believe, uh, which will be yesterday, their time, when you hear, finally hear this. But uh, yeah, they've all got some laps in there. There will be no press day release either this, this year um, in terms of track time because the track is all undercover. Uh, they've had to cover that track up because of the weather to try and make sure that the track is actually raceable this Saturday night in Anaheim there. So not too much track time. Then at this stage, we'll have to see if they get more weather. This could be a really shoddy start to the season for a lot of people because there might not be too many laps done on this track uh, in, as in a practice and qualifying sessions. They might only get one session on the track to drop a time in um, for each group, you know, the A's, the B's and the C's, uh, for their for their qualifying sessions because they'll try and keep down that track time so that they don't have to do too much prep to it to make the night show you know possible and 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 rideable because as soon as they open that that those covers up and they open the track up to the elements anything could happen so keep that in mind we'll talk about a little bit later on in the fantasy bit but keep the weather conditions front of mind keep an eye on those social posts and if it's wet as the day goes on you might want to change your fantasy team according to the conditions. But see how that works out for you and what team you want to put out there for A1. I just want eight is great. And you'll hear that in the fantasy podcast section later on. All right, I think that's enough talk for me. I don't want to get too deep into all the ins and outs of the, you know, who's going to win and all that sort of stuff. That's not my jam. We're here in the injury department. We're going to do fantasy next for our Always Made a Fantasy League. And then we're going to drop into the emergency department section and talk about some historical um, injuries that have happened back at A1s over the last few years uh, and give you a little insight into that, which will be cool. I don't know if many of you will have heard that sort of stuff before. I've been building some background injuries, um, some back backdated injury stats um, over the last few weeks, and I'm trying to continue to build that. And I'll hopefully at some point during the Supercross season, I've finished all the Supercross between 2000 and, uh, 2011 and now, and I'll be able to bring some uh, trends and stats to to you listeners out there um, that you might be interested in to hear how Supercross has evolved on the injury front over the previous years. So let's jump over. We'll get the Always Moto contractor on the line, and let's talk Always Moto Fantasy on Pulp MX Fantasy for 2023. Hi there. My name is Eldon Baker, and I'm from the Baker's Factory, and you're listening to Always Moto. Right, let's jump into the Pulp MX Fantasy Talk and our Always Moto Fantasy League. Um, we are cracking off here in a couple of days for Anaheim 1 with the league. We've got some new sponsors on board. We've also got our um, on the line to talk with us about this Fantasy League is our Always Moto contractor who's still waiting for payment. Um, but he's ready to go for A1, aren't you, Benny? Oh yeah, we're ready. It's uh, it's here, and we're we're excited. <laughs> excited to um smack your head against the wall because that's usually what I do about halfway through the night. So you know, or afternoon our time. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, a one's always exciting, and when you play fantasy, it's just that little bit more engaging so uh yeah there might be some head banging or there might be some fist pumping we'll see what happens yeah isn't that the whole um from the pulp guys that's where they go eight is great seven sucks and six is dicks or something along those lines so that's usually about how it goes so yeah the the only one you want is eight is great but if you uh don't worry sometimes i've only had five so <laughs> that <laughs> would, or it can be bad that wouldn't have been a head banging that would have been a head through the wall moment i think 
No, that was a phone out the window moment. <laughs> yeah, just call up, uh, call up the supplier. I need another one of these bricks you just uh, handed me. I just it went flying. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all good. Well, let, let's um, let's jump into the teams and stuff here. But um, we'll quickly just drop a bit about the sponsors and stuff. So we've got a few people that we've mentioned already last episode on board, but as of today, I've managed to sign. Sign up two more. Um, so we're adding to our prizes, um, going a bit further into the prizes here, which is awesome. So just a reminder, we've got Coastal Motorcycle Center on with um, some uh, like gift cards as such, so some uh, in-store credit. We've got Goat Brand MX with some uh, knee brace socks. We've got Thor Australia with a set of goggles. We've got Michelin Australia with a front and rear um, 21, 19 or 18-inch um, tubes. We've now got on board uh, Ringmaster Images, who's a graphics um, company in Australia. They've also got um, a uh, glove that they do in conjunction with Bolt everywhere. Um, and they're going to give us a set of gloves to give away. Uh, and we've also now got Helltech Australia, who I mentioned last uh, episode about their YouTube videos where they're cutting open helmets. Um, they are hoping – they're getting their – um, prototype helmet sensors in in the next few days they're going to test those and they're hoping to have those sensors to market in the near future so they're hoping by the end of the supercross series they'll be able to give away one of the helmet sensors as one of the prizes in the fantasy league so that's um some pretty cool stuff there not bad for a little uh you know two-bit has been uh fantasy league eh, benny yeah no it's good to see uh, these companies come on board and uh you know you've gone from having just a few last year and the numbers are up this year and it just uh, yeah gives the players something to actually play for. Yeah, well, I like the fact too that it's free. You know, like you don't have to pay. Like you can just sign up on Pulp and get an account. You don't have to pay for their entry to, to the main game as such. You can just join our league with the password injury in lowercase and you're in and you got a chance of winning something. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think we said it a few weeks ago. I was lucky enough to get some... Uh, get some gear from the false neutral guys, which uh, I think unfortunately they've uh, yeah. ended their ended their journey. But uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to get some stuff from them. So uh, when it rocks up in the mail, you just get a little bit excited and um, <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cool feeling, isn't it? Getting something for free. So no, that's, it's an awesome thing, but yeah, look, all those, all those companies and look, a special mention of, like you said, false neutral there. Yeah. They have actually gone out of business, unfortunately, but um, yeah, they were involved with us last year, but we have, we have increased in, in numbers. We're into the 60s now for players, which is awesome. Um, and just a reminder to anyone listening, if, you, if your username isn't the same on Pulp MX as it is on Instagram, send me a DM um, so that with your details um, of your username on the Fantasy League and what it is in, in, obviously, if you send me a DM, I'll know what it is on Instagram. So we can tag you if you win something and something, we can get in touch with you. Otherwise, if we just have a name in the league, and I've got no idea who it is, and I can't quickly, you know, type it into Instagram and find it. Well, shit happens. We'll reissue your prize to somebody else. So. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. It is fair, mate. You got to get these things out somehow, and we can't wait for you forever. So that's what that's what we've got to do at times. But let's let's jump into the teams. All right, so so Benny, let's go. What's your two hundred and fifty team uh, for Anaheim one? So my Thursday team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. First person is Max Dansty, um, and after seeing him this year on the 250 um, in the Oz Supercross Championship, 
Um, he's it's hard to go past. Uh, he was just you know won the championship was I think he only lost one or two races the whole time. Uh, so it's hard to go against him. But uh, like I think I said the other week, it, it'll be interesting to see how he goes against um, Jet and Faulkner and the rest of them. But yeah, he's uh, he's on my team for now, I think, and we'll watch qualifying and see. But I'm pretty sure he's going to stay there. Now he's a zero handicap too, so he's got to just get tenth or better to get double points because he's not an all star. So yeah, he, you would think he's going to get more than tenth, right? Yeah, you would think. I reckon he should be seven, probably between seven and ten. Uh, he could be, you know, just that little bit higher, but you never know. He might, he might surprise us all. Yeah, I think he's somewhere. I actually think maybe end of like fifth, sixth is his is his ceiling at the moment, unless there's a couple of crashes, which you never know for for Anaheim one. But yeah, not not a bad pick. All right. Um, who yeah. Else? The the only the only problem with that is his starts. Uh, his starts in the Oz Supercross Championship weren't great, uh, and over there, that's one thing that you really need. So. Um, he's he does well at coming through the pack, but yeah, you just need that start. Yeah, definitely. All right, who else on the team? Uh, next person I've got is Derek Kelly. Um, had a solid year last year, uh, and uh, I he's a four, so we'll see we'll see how he goes in qualifying and that. But yeah, I think uh, he'll stay there as well. Okay. All right. And next for now is Enzo Lopes. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to stay there. He's one of those people that I'm not 100% sure about. Um, he just come back from injury, and uh, he's been on the bike for a bit. But yeah, we'll just we'll keep an eye on him. I think it'll be between him and probably Nicoletti that'll be the swap out. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think Enzo, Enzo from the injury side of things, I think should be okay given the amount of bike time we've seen him getting in those club MX YouTube series videos. So I think the injury side of things are right. I'm just not sold on Enzo, um, you know, with a one handicap and the field that we've got. I don't know. I'm not sold on that one, but anyway, see where you get to on Sunday morning. Yeah. That's why I said he's, um, he's, uh, he's the only one that I'm not really confident about, but yeah, we'll see how he's traveling. All right. Now that was three, four for you, three. Yeah. So my all-star is jet. I mean, you can't not pick him. Uh, it's just, it doesn't matter where he races, what he races. You just, you can't not pick him. And, with East, I'll pick probably Hunter, I reckon, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just until those two show me otherwise, they'll be my picks on like on the off weeks that right. we can pick them. All right. Well, I've gone a little bit, a little differently, similar, a couple of similar ones. But um, for my All-Star, I went Austin Faulkner because he's a three. And I figured there's no way in the world he's getting worse than fourth. So at least then you're like getting pretty close to max points for the All-Star. Yeah, I reckon you're right. Uh, he, I mean, he did have a little bit of time off, uh, so I don't know whether those not getting the gate drops is going to affect him. But but still, like I can't he, see him going past he, four. He's, he, yeah, no, nah, he's he's it's Austin Faulkner. You can't, yeah. you know, I can't see him getting worse than fifth uh, unless he has a crash or you know him and Jet or someone come together. But yeah, <laughs> no, nah, he he was one that I looked at, but I just. Yeah, I can't go against Jet. Yeah, yeah, nice. No. So I've, I've playing it a bit more safer. I'm trying to go for the eight is great comment here. I'm just trying to get points on the board at round one. I don't want to dig a massive hole at the beginning. So I've gone Faulkner. I've gone Derek Kelly for the same sort of things that you said before. He's a four handicap. I think he can at least get, you know, 
you're working him to get somewhere 10 to 14 in that range. I'm pretty sure he can pull that off. Um, and especially after we spoke to him last week on the episode uh, for the podcast, he's sounded pretty confident and he's been looking pretty good on the video. So yeah, ha- couldn't go past Derek Kelly. I've picked Nicoletti. I'm not sure on that one. I think that one might come or go depending on uh, what we see on uh, Sunday morning. And the other one I've gone as well is Robbie Wageman. And I'm not not sold on that one either. I've got to see qualifying for those two. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Well, Wageman usually does well, but I think he's just swapped teams, hasn't he? He has, and that's why he's I'm right, sort of 50 yeah. 50 on him. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on it. Like, I looked up his result for um, last year's Anaheim one, and I think it was like eighth or ninth. And that gave yep. me like some pretty confidence in it. But then I'm like, ah, oh, he's changed to Barrex, and I'm just not. Not 100% yet on if he's comfortable on that. So I'll have to see what practice looks like. But if practice looks all right, it'll stay. Yeah, no, that's right. That's fair. And with Nicoletti too, he did really well at uh, the World Supercross Championship. And, and we watched him in Melbourne. And uh, he he was riding well. I think he did come off once. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, Bina, he's usually, I think he usually rides the east. So we'll see uh, see how he goes in the west. Yeah, that one's a different one, eh? Like, so yeah, I'm, that one I'm not too sold, sold on. I just want to make sure that I got guys in the main event. That's what I'm going for. I'm just, eight is great. Just eight is great. Yes. All right, 450 and, and for, time. And for the, for the people listening, like we said, this is a Thursday team. So <laughs> if you look at, our, look at our teams on Sunday and go, hey, they said they were picking this bloke. It's always going to change. So well, we should mention too, like for for the league side of things, we're going to try and put up our teams before um, lockout. Um, so if you've got to follow on the Always Moto page, and you'll see the teams coming up. Um, and that should be close to what our last last minute pick is. Um, but we're also for the for everyone in the league, anyone actually sharing their team or the result that they get afterwards. If they tag always moto um, always moto and hashtag always moto fantasy league, we can then see that. And the person who does that the most across the season, we've got another prize um, that I'm giving away um, for that person at the end of the season. So putting up your teams, guys and girls. Um, so yeah, but you can also see ours hopefully. Hopefully Sunday morning before lockout, you'll be seeing mine and you'll be seeing Benny's here. So, yeah. Yep. All right, 450s. What do we got? All right. So, uh, you know that I'm a big AC fan. Mm-hmm. And at one, I know it's risky. And I know he's missed a lot of time, but I'm picking him. Uh, good starter. Uh, I know he hasn't had the gate drops, but I think uh, if you can last year – pretty much whole shot and then lead a few laps with a bung shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I think when you're back to your probably 90%, 95%, I think uh, he's got a fair chance of, yeah, at least being in the 10. Yeah, um, you can't see him outside um, the 10 and I've picked him for that reason too. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, hoping for a podium. It would be nice to see. And I, I think everyone wants to see him. Uh, see him do well. It's been such a shitty few couple of years for him. And, um, yeah, we really want to see him get up there. So I've picked him. So I, we'll see how he goes. I also went for AC for the other reason that he's not an all-star this week. And if he gets a half-decent result at round one, he will be. So, And I probably wouldn't pick him then as an all-star. So I've gone for it. I figure this week's the week you want to get him. Yeah, that's that was my reasoning too. And last year I held on. I was waiting for his shoulder to get better, and then I was going to pick him, and I just never made it. So no. this year he's getting he's getting the first pick. <laughs> awesome. All right, who else is on the team? Uh, I got Christian Craig. 
Yeah. Uh, he he is a rookie, but he does have eleven or twelve, I think, races in the four fifty class. Um, and he's you know he's raced the last two seasons of motocross on the four fifty, so he's not he hasn't got that. Uh, yeah, no one's going to worry him. Like he's not. Oh, look, there's Eli Tomac or someone. You know, it's not going to worry him. Um, another thing, he's a good starter as well. Uh, so that's I'm going with that. Yeah, I would have. I was thinking about Christian. Um, zero handicap. He's you can't see him outside the top ten, and given that he has done these races before in the class. But I was when you sent when you sent me your team earlier. I'm like, I got to pick something different to you because I can't just keep picking. You know. Too close to you, so I just went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, who else you got? Um, now, I've got Joey Savacci. So he he said the other day that he um, he's going to be racing, I think, the first eight mm. uh, with the Rick Ware Racing on the pro circuit bike that he had um, at World Supercross Championship, and he did really well. So, uh, and I think also that he should have a factory ride. Uh, He shouldn't really be in the position that he's in, but I really want to see him do well uh, because I think he deserves it. So, yeah, I've got him at a three. Yeah. Now, I thought about him too, and then I saw you picked him, and one, I didn't pick him for that reason again, but the other reason I didn't pick him, I had this crazy thought, and this might change on race day at this stage, right? If you've seen all the weather that's going on over in Anaheim and the track's covered and it's water and stuff, if he's on that Rick Ware bike and they're saying that he's going to be out of like a motorhome or something with a trailer, who and how many people are there with him to help him if it's a mud race? Yeah, that's right. So if it's a mud race and he, you know, say say he has an engine failure or something and he's got to go to the LCQ or even just to clean the bike up and they don't get it cleaned well enough and they jam, you know, jam something in a brake and he loses the rear brake for the main event. You know, I just was like, yeah, I'll see what the track's like. So I didn't put him on the team at this point, but he's, he's, he should be a good pick. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking about him for uh, round three. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that, um, what you just said, because, yes, that is true. Uh, he's going to be probably in the motorhome. But yeah, we'll we'll see how the weather plays out. But yeah, I think uh, I think you'll be staying. <laughs> All right. Yep. 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 All right. Last pick for you. Who's in but the maybe last one maybe you pick? need to maybe maybe you need to start sending me yours first because I'll just pick the same no matter what. Look, I, <laughs> if look, I'm if look, I'm going the, them, I'm going them. The perks have been you know boss man. Let's say you know <laughs> I'm not going to play my cards out. I'm going to wait and hold them. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, anyway, last pick, man. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Kenny. Um, okay. The off season that he's just had, um, he's refreshed. He's ready to go. He's got a new bike. He won a one last year. He's a four. You you can't not choose him. Um, well, you can. It, although it, <laughs> it, it it won't surprise me though. Like he could come out and win, and it wouldn't surprise me. But he could also be way back or something happened, and that also wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just. And I think he'll probably be a very high pick trend. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll stick with it and we'll see how it goes. Mm, okay. All right. We'll see what happens with that one. But, yeah, good old kickstart, Kenny. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Um, I would yeah, like to he's, pick he's, him. He's made that nickname himself. So. Well, he has. He has. He's, he's owning it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to wait on him. I just want to see one round with the team and see what happens. So, But, yeah, he would be good from round one. But he's still good sort of to round five or six before he starts to usually fade off. So we'll see. 
But um, all right, so my team, I did AC as well. When you're talking Joe Savacci, I flipped him out for Colt Nichols because I figure they're going to be about the same, but Colt's on HRC. So I thought that was yep. safe. He's also he's a three handicap. Uh, I think you said, I think, hold on, I'll scroll back down. Savachi was a... Three. He's a three as well. That's why I sort of went HRC yep. bike. Just thought that would be, he's got all the resources there. Um, course of the mud scenario, potentially on at this point in the week, I picked Aaron Plessinger. Yep. And then for That's my fair. and then for my all star, I went Malcolm Stewart because he's a three, and I figured he's gonna he had some good experience at an at an Anaheim in the mud opener a couple of years ago when he was on Moto Concepts, um, yeah. And he's and just he's a three, and after last year and another boot camp season with Alden, I figured he's got to be close to getting at least fourth and getting decent points. So that's where I went. Yeah, he's. He did really well last year. He got third in the championship, um, but that knee injury from the hit from Barsha missed out on a bit of motocross. But, yeah, he did really well. Uh, so, yeah, that's not a bad pick also. Mm. Um, there's not much difference between that and Kenny on a four. No, um, they're about the same, eh? Um, so, yeah, yeah I, just, I s- and- sort of thought that I'm to- I was tossing up the whole – basically my same thought process, like the same ones that you've picked, I was thinking about them the whole time. But I've just gone the tiny bit left to just one be different, but two, I just sort of thought they were a tiny bit safer. And like I keep saying, I'm trying to get eight. I just want freaking eight. Yeah, and uh, with with Colt, uh, I'd be interested to see. Um, apparently, they're not doing press day because that's been supposed to be really bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the videos I've seen, he looks all right, but I'd probably like to see him at um, yeah press day before I pulled the trigger on that but he might come out and surprise us too you never know he is a good supercross rider mm. he is the he's the only person to beat jet to a championship in the last few years so uh yeah let's see how he goes can you really see like uh, a guy of colt's level on a hrc bike can you really see him you know much past 10th well depends you know kenny wasn't happy with the bike um he said that continuously, and I know Chase and Colt are a bit more set-up friendly, um, so hopefully they've got it to a point where it is really good for the both of them. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of people in front of him too. So mm. as a rookie as well, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but like I said, he might come out and surprise us first round. So if he does well, I'll tip my hat to you next week and <laughs> I'll say, yep, good pick. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we could be going good pick, or we could be going that was stupid. Don't do that ever again. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the teams right for now. I'm not doing first to the finish line. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not doing that at round one because it's too nah. unpredictable. Yep, good. First, first, first week. I'm uh, I'm giving that a miss. Yep, definitely. So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, well, like we said, we've got sixty odd in the league at this stage. We'll probably have a few more by the time race one kicks off. We're going to keep the league open for entries to join into until February. So you've got the first four rounds, I think it is, first four rounds about thereabouts, to still jump into yep. the league and be eligible for the prizes. You must be following all those brands' um, social pages, the Instagrams. Um, if you're not on Instagrams, they're Facebooks, whatever. Either one works. Um, and then you're eligible for the prizes, and we'll check that before we go. Um, but look, all those companies, so... Uh, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor Motocross Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images and Helltech Australia. Thank you for being on board. 
Um, but that's our fantasy bit before A1. Thanks for giving out your team, Benny, and all those secrets. Yeah, no, that's all right. And like I said before, just remember they're subject to change. <laughs> There's an asterisk at the end of that, that you know, comment, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. good. All right, let's leave that fantasy section there uh, and we'll be back with more in just a sec. This is Derek Kelly and you're listening to the Always Metal Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we're back. More of the show coming here. We're into the emergency department list. We've still got uh, our Always Moto podcast um, contractor man on the line with us. Benny's still here, aren't you, Benny? Yep, I'm still here. All right, so we are going to jump into some emergency department list talk, which we will hit our little intro for. Oops, that's the wrong one. That didn't work. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow and just try again. There we go. The emergency that sounds more like it. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. You really don't want to be on this list. Now, we're just going to quickly drop over this list. There's been no additions to the list at this stage uh, that we know about before Anaheim won, but that could change in the next few days when everybody starts to congregate at Anaheim with the trucks and everything. So... Let's just keep an eye on that. Stay up to date on the social pages. Check out the um, emergency department list that we'll type up for Full Noise, which will come out on probably Friday or Saturday Australian time, and that'll check these things. But just a reminder of the ones we've gone through previously. It was Carson Mumford with the wrist fracture, Justin Rodbell with the Achilles rupture, Brandon Hartraft with the disc uh, back injuries and multiple other injuries there. Kyle Greeson with the burst fracture in his back as well. I've actually spoken to Kyle, Benny. Um, I've got him lined up for an interview for next week's show. So that'll be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then March Branks with the wrist fracture and we're going to ride East Coast. Noah Viney with a wrist fracture. Jeremy Martin with that getting banged up moment that we were talking about on last episode. Uh, and he'll be on the East Coast. And we still have no info on Vince Freeze, but there is some weird talkings that he might not be racing straight away. And I haven't checked the entry list or anything. I've tried to check in with Tony Alessi. No response. It's crickets over there. We'll see what happens on the track on day one. But I I didn't hear that uh, there might be a possibility he's going east. Yeah, I don't know about that because I would think that the guys with the east, they're going to be trying to prepare that team more for the World Supercross stuff that will be coming up not too long after that. So I don't know on that one, eh? I'm skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what I wanted to go through and just get sort of your reaction to these things, Benny, was some um, A1 injuries of the past. So would it surprise you to know that there has been at least three injuries at every opening round in since 2011? Yeah, right. And That's we're, interesting. We're talking three major injuries usually here. So things like in 2011, Jimmy Albertson in practice on his third lap did an ACL. Third lap. Yep. Like three laps of a season and he's done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's horrible. Well, and then same year, Will Hahn did a T5 fracture. So his thoracic vertebrae fractured and, and also in practice and missed the whole season. And funnily enough, ACLs seem to be common at, at the opening round. So Jimmy Albertson in 2011, James Stewart in 2013, still raced a part of the season there, but he did his ACL in practice at Anaheim 1-2. Yeah, right. 
And and there's a bit of a theory behind that one. So there's I think there's another yeah there is. So Jess Pettis in 2021 did an ACL as well. Yeah, I remember that one. And he he had another knee injury. Um, I think he actually had another one at the opening round as well. I'm just trying to check that. I think that was 2019. I think, but he also went out. He went out twice. But yeah, that was that was terrible for him. Um, but there's a bit of theory behind that one with ACLs. At, at the early stage of the season, they're not strong enough. As in, they haven't had the loading that they needed to be to thicken over the season and get strong enough and that they then just, because of that first rupture, like that first impact at a race pace, um, just makes them rupture. Yeah, which that's understandable. Yeah, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a natural thing. They, they actually, the ACL images, they actually... Um, when they image them on an MRI over a season, um, both from like other sports, you know, say say football or soccer, they'll actually see that the the like a muscle would it gets stronger and it grows in size. The ACL does the same thing; it actually gets um, thicker, which means it's getting stronger across the season. So it's less likely to inju- likely to get an injury later in the season than it is at the beginning, and that's why we see a few of these happen at the opening round. Yeah, so the people that have done uh, World Supercross and gone sort of straight into training, they should not be doing them. <laughs> Ideally, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make perfect sense on that logic there. Yeah, man. Yep. So that they yeah. should be in a better position. And they should be in a better position generally because they've got more conditioning over a longer period. They haven't really had the breaks like some of these other guys do where they take a couple of weeks off and then jump into a boot camp. So that would make yeah. sense. Now, the other interesting one that I've got listed in here um, is two injuries on from Anaheim one that caused some uh, missed time for Eli Tomac. So in 2014, Eli Tomac in his first uh, race in heat one for a 450, he got a bruised shoulder and missed the next week at Phoenix. And he was leading that race, yes. I don't know about the heat race, but the one that I think you're thinking of is 2018 when he fell over in the main, leading the race and bruised the shoulder and missed the next week as well. And that yes, threw, I, I, think, I think that's, yeah. I think he missed two weeks with that one, I think. I'd have to check that one. But he missed multiple times there because that meant that he was basically out of the championship and that's when Jason Anderson was able to just sort of cruise along the second half of the season because he had a big gap on Tomac and Marvin because Marvin also had his issues that year when he dislocated a shoulder, I think, the week after the Anaheim one or two. It was thereabouts. But anyway, but yeah, so Eli has had a bit of a checkered history with A1. Yeah, and then he finished seventh last year. Well, that's not to mention the odd results that he gets at A1, so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's an interesting one. I found that quite, quite, um, you know, interesting for the defending champ that Anaheim one is definitely not the place you probably, from a fantasy point of view that we just talked about earlier, you probably don't want to be picking him at that point. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I mean, after the year he had last year, I wouldn't disagree with anyone who would, wanted to pick him. But uh, yeah, there's some sketchy results at A1, and that's probably enough to put me away uh, <laughs> for later in the season. Yeah. No. Look, it's just an interesting thing that obviously something has whether those two incidents at Anaheim One has changed his approach to Anaheim One, and that's maybe where he's not pushing it. And getting those dodgy, you know, six, seven, eights, whatever it is that he's gotten, um, and he's looking towards the big picture of the championship. But he's definitely doing something different at Anaheim One. 
Yeah. And also for the probably should have said this before, but uh new bike this year. Um first race. It's probably another reason to uh just save his pick for later on, just in case. <laughs> Yeah, potentially. Yeah, that that's one of those weird things as well that could add to this uh, odd results from Eli Tomac. So yeah, it's probably not the one you want to be picking from uh, from fantasy purposes. But anyway, his his injury bits there as well make it for an interesting part. So those pre you know pre history there for him makes this just a little bit interesting uh, in terms of where this could go for his title defense this year because he hasn't defended a title um, in Supercross before. This will be the first time if he does because he lost it in the middle there. They've had year on, year off for the champs in the last few years. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good. Well, yeah, so that was our little look back into Anaheim 1 past injuries. Um, thought that would just be a little bit different content there for you guys and girls. But, um, yeah, let's take a quick break here on the show and we'll come back with our interview with Julian Benick. Hey, I'm Luke Neese riding for the SGB Honda team and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, joining us on this episode of the Always Moto podcast, um, heading into Anaheim 1. We've got a guest who's coming, maybe making a bit of a return from injury, um, a bit, bit of a delayed thing, but um, he did get injured back last Supercross season. Uh, he's riding for Team PRMX. He's number 500. Uh, 500, that didn't come out quite right. Number 500 there. It's Julian Benick. How are we doing, Julian? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Good, mate. Good, mate. I'm looking forward to the weekend, I gather, for yourself. Yeah, me and me too. I'm, I'm psyched up for this weekend. I'm feeling good and strong and healthy and ready to start racing well that's what we want to hear um considering the way supercross ended for you last year um probably not the best way to go out with an injury but um yeah sounds like you're all yeah, fit and healthy not. and ready to go again so that's awesome yeah i've been putting in a lot of hours on the spin bike and in the gym and riding lots so i feel like i'm ready to give everyone a run for their money and you're saying, obviously, we've seen for most people following this, uh, the weather's not great over in California at the moment, and you haven't been able to ride much this week, but you've you got a bit of a plan for tomorrow to break in a race bike at least. Yeah, I mean, it's been raining basically every day down here, and all the like main supercross tracks are all closed down and flooded. So, I mean, yesterday we went and rode out in the hills and just trying to get some seat time. But, um, yeah, as of right now, we're just trying to ride wherever we can. We're going to go to Carson Mumford's tomorrow, and going to break in my race bike and uh hopefully get dialed in for a1 yeah definitely like that's obviously the important thing isn't it to get the, the race bike at least used once before you uh throw it out on the track at, at a1 yeah break the frame and you know get a little bit used to the bike yeah definitely so how how is the leg like you broke a tib fib back at daytona last year um bit of a, that's usually a, a reasonably long recovery for it um how is the leg how did things go after that point uh, well, I broke it and then they did surgery like five hours after I busted it. And then I went back to SOB and hung out for a couple of days and then we flew home and, you know, I was just hanging out and doing really nothing yep. until I could like submerge my leg in water. And then I think it was like a month and then I could start swimming. So I was doing that for a few weeks and then slowly i was i started going to physiotherapy getting my motion back and you know he said i could probably start riding a bicycle again so i started doing that and you know just light pedaling and 
getting a feel for it again. And yeah, after that, I mean, once my leg was somewhat healed, I just, I had to start racing again for the Canadian outdoors. So I didn't really get the full recovery that I wanted, but it was good enough to the point where it didn't hurt when I rode. Yep. So I figured I'd start my season early than earlier than what I expected to start it. And, uh, I mean, it was going good for a bit. And then I think third or fourth round into the Canadian stuff, I, um, what did I do? I, oh, I busted my collarbone and oh. got a concussion at uh, Gopher Dunes practicing. Yep. And then waited a few weeks for that to heal. And then got back on the bike at Deschambeau. And I was ripping. I just got my brand new 450 and I was going down this like little like steep downhill section at the track or at Deschambeau. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I can't remember what I did, but I, I dislocated my shoulder and that put me out for another month and a bit. So that ended pretty much my outdoor season. And then I was just waiting to go to Supercross or to SOB to start training for Supercross. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I got there and it was like second day. It was early morning practice and I went for this triple and I probably, well, I definitely shouldn't have gone for it. It was still too muddy. Okay. And I nose picked it, got the bars to the gut and I cut my liver and bruised my lungs and got a pretty gnarly concussion. And that was, it only took me about three weeks to recover from that one, but that one was probably one of my most painful injuries. Yeah, the the but, liver injury I wouldn't mean, be pleasant. No, that one sucks. Did that they need had surgery? To keep me in the hospital overnight too. So now they were thinking about it, but yeah. it wasn't bleeding okay. that much. So they figured it was just going to heal on its own. And lucky me, I got pretty lucky with that. Liver is the only one that heals on its own, like one of your inter- internal organs. Yeah, I know a little bit about this. I unfortunately lost the spleen uh, about six months ago oh, um, in a crash as well. So, yeah, it's the liver. I, I bruised the liver as well. It it recovers itself pretty good. Um, but, yeah, all the other bits and yeah. pieces, once you do something to them, you either get it cut out or, you know, you're pretty much stuffed on that side of things. So, yeah, lucky on that one yeah. for yourself. Yeah, definitely. So when was that? Was that like in October or how long ago was this? Because that's, yeah, this is starting Supercross training. That's um, not a great way to start for yourself. Yeah, I think I left to go to SOB in November. So okay. it was like November 6th, November 7th. Yeah. Well, not not that yeah. long ago, but obviously you've yeah. you bounced back from that pretty well by the sounds of it if you're, you're ready to go racing. Yeah, definitely. I was putting in the work, dude. Like I was grinding every day, going to the gym and, like when I could, because when you do your liver, it's you have to let your, your body like like no like physical activity for like at least three weeks, yep. and that was the hardest part about it, not being able to go on the spin bike and spin or like I couldn't do anything, and like if I tried, the next day my stomach would be killing me. So <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot I could do for recovery, but sit there. So yeah, I was once I got back like somewhat healthy i was really putting the work in trying to catch up to all the other guys yeah so that's been a rough what six or eight months there for yourself of, of multiple yeah. different injuries and across the body and so how does how does the training go now like 
you know, are all of those things behind you or do you have to modify what you're doing when you're training and, and even when you're riding? Have you changed yeah. your setup at all to accommodate any of this uh, stuff? Training, definitely. Like, because my, sh- my shoulders are kind of messed up now, I can't really do push-ups anymore. So okay. I have substitute push-ups with, like, pull-ups or something other than push-ups. Yep. Like, uh, I'll use more, like, dumbbell, free weights kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And then... Um, Riding, not a whole lot changed to just uh, try and be more careful and pay attention to my technique, like my foot positioning, and just try and make myself a better rider so I can avoid crashing. Yeah, fair enough. So you didn't too, do anything too like... Too often that happens. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a problem for us. But like you didn't do anything to um, y- your bar set up, like in terms of a bend change or a, um, you know, going from a twin wall uh, to a cross, cross barless sort of setup to get some more comfort in there. You didn't do anything like that? No, not really. I just kind of changed up my my riding style. Okay. Like I tried, like it's kind of hard to explain, but like when you crash, you you really start to realize why you crashed. Like, and like I picked up on that a lot, like these like this past year, just because I've been crashing so often, and like I've been squeezing the bike a lot more with my legs and trying to not let my upper body do the work. It's more of my lower body. Mm-hmm. and yeah just that's mainly what i've been focusing on just trying to have the perfect technique it's unfortunate unfor- i mean it's been help- it's been working yeah it's just unfortunate that you've got to have the the injury and the crash moment to figure that stuff out sometimes isn't it like you, you yeah. wish you could know that before yeah. you lost you know before you broke a leg or, or in my case lost a spleen you know so <laughs> right right uh, disappointing, but anyway. So, so how how's everything then with the with the setup um, on the on the PRMX bike? You've uh, got that whole white gear going on this year. What what brand is that stuff that you guys are wearing this year for the for the team? Uh, it's called OGs. They started off as a goggle company, but now they're starting to do like riding gear and pretty nice stuff. Like I like it. It fits it fits me pretty well. Like I'm a taller rider. I'm mm-hmm. six foot three, and it fits me pretty well. So nice. Yeah. I mean, I like the gear, so it's very like the, the team pictures. It stands out pretty good with all that white setup. So yeah, it'll is that what you're running for A1, yeah. or have you got a different colorway going on? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure what we're gonna run yet. Julian, the team owner, he's got some stuff coming in for A1, so we got a few different colorways. Yep. With the uh, with the PRMX on it. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll see. Nice. But, uh, yep. I got, I got a white set and a black set that i got right now that i might wear we'll see what happens okay cool yep yep but no that white set definitely stood out in those team pitches so that was pretty cool yeah so what's um what's the expectations coming in the anaheim one here we just we're looking to obviously make main main event at some point but um is that the first first goal for you or or where where are you looking at well considering my last season i i didn't even end up making a night show Okay. That's kind of my goal right now, but it should be easy. There's only 50 to 56 dudes signed up, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm feeling pretty fast. So night show should be uh, walk in the park, but I think main events might start coming along maybe later in the season, just as I get more experience and yeah, sure, become a little bit faster. Yeah, well, look, obviously that's always the main the, the main uh, end goal, isn't it, for everybody is to be in that main event, but um. Yeah, to um, get through to all that takes a bit of uh, bit of luck sometimes, as well as yeah. a bit of effort. So yeah, it's not not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. 
so what, a good start for so sure. You um you're staying in California for the for the first four rounds, like four weeks or so, or is that where you're basing yourself or what's what's the plan here for this season? Yeah. Um I've been staying at the my team owner's house mm-hmm. lately. He rented an Airbnb and um he's in Temecula. Nice and he just rented a motorhome for uh his mechanics, so I'm gonna stay with him for a day or two and then i have a buddy in menifee he's got uh, like a training facility kind of but he's got some rooms and then uh, i'll stay there for a couple days and you know just keep going through wherever and go ride different tracks and explore california <laughs> get to get to live that west coast lifestyle mate yeah enjoy all the traffic while you're there too so <laughs> oh man it's crazy out here yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a scenery change for uh, for everybody that's never been there. So yeah, it's uh, a bit of an eye opener, especially the traffic when there's like seven lanes both ways and they're all jam stopped. So it's fun, yeah, fun times. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, look, man. Look, we we appreciate you joining us on the Always Motor podcast, and um, hopefully A one goes well for you, and we keeping an eye out and see see if that main event turns up, you know, rather quickly for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's- cool talking to you uh are you gonna be at a1 or are you just gonna watch no i'll be watching unfortunately with um that that injury that i said about um from a few months ago i'm still still having rem, uh, recovery processes i actually just got um about three weeks ago i got some uh hardware out of my hip so i'm uh immobile at oh, present yeah. so i'm on i'm on the uh i'm on the reserve list i won't be going anywhere <laughs> and uh, but yeah hoping that to sucks. be hoping to be at a few things later in the year so we'll, we'll see how my recovery goes i just got to get a bit more mobile you can't can't get around the pits and do media interviews when you're uh, on crutches it just slows you down too much yeah it definitely sucks yeah so no uh, but we'll be we'll be out there later in the year so we'll um hopefully maybe catch up with you then but yeah appreciate you having yeah, having some cool. time for us on the podcast man yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, this is Caden Amrine riding for Monster Energy, Lucas Oil, KTM, Team Tata Racing, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, that was a great interview there with Julian Benick of Team PRMX. All right, that's it for this week's show. Uh, hopefully your A1 fantasy team goes really well and or actually I hope it goes really poorly so that mine goes really well and beats everybody. But we'll see what happens, including I just wanted to beat Benny's, to be honest. Um, so, so we can have our bragging rights here over the Always Moto Contractor. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys and girls. Episode 41 is done. Don't forget to send us your T-shirt orders to our email, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Follow us on social media for up-to-date info on all things injury in moto. Search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed so that you can keep up-to-date with all of the episodes that we're going to be putting out over the next few weeks across this Supercross or Super Motocross series that's coming up here in 2023. If your podcast app allows, please leave us a rating. It helps us to be front and center of those podcasts and help more listeners find us eventually. Don't forget you can check out all of our written content over on fullnoise.com.au. But that's it for another show. Thanks to Polar Australia. Thanks to Slantboard Guy. Thanks to all the fantasy uh, companies that are involved as well, Coastal Motorcycle Center, Goat Brand MX, Thor, Thor Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, and Helltech Australia. 
but that's it for another show. Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it sticks. Good luck at A1, everybody. <laughs>